Coming up on today's episode of the Locked On Bucks podcast, more reaction to the Buccaneers' 28-10 win over the Denver Broncos in Week 3. But first, a couple of Buccaneers are having an MRI to determine the severity of their hamstring injuries. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome back to the Locked On Bucks podcast brought to you by Pepsi. Thanks to a lack of natural athleticism or commitment or overbearing sports parents, fewer than 1% of 1% of 1% of people will ever play professional football. But instead of entering the NFL, they've joined another league, the League of Football Watchers. This football season will be different and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day no matter how you watch. Pepsi's the refreshment you need to power through any game day because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. Go to madeforfootballwatching.com to check out the latest football watching content from Pepsi. Pepsi made for football watching. I am James Yarko flying solo today, but you can check out everything myself and my co-host David Harrison are doing over at bucksnation.com. Follow along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82, and at Bucks underscore Nation. Your Tampa Bay Buccaneers lead story from James Yarko of the Locked On Bucks podcast is that not one, but two Buccaneers are getting MRIs to check the severity of hamstring injuries suffered against the Broncos in week three. Those players being cornerback Sean Murphy Bunting and wide receiver Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin already missed the Week 2 contest with a concussion. Now appears that he is going to be missing some time with that hamstring injury. We don't have any information regarding the results of those MRIs as of now. But the Buccaneers are reportedly preparing for life without Chris Godwin for at least a little bit of time. They do play the Los Angeles Chargers this coming Sunday, followed up by a Thursday night game against the currently undefeated Chicago Bears on October 8th. So a short turnaround between weeks four and five for the Buccaneers does not bode well for Chris Godwin's availability. In Sean Murphy Bunting's case, although losing him out of the secondary certainly does hurt, Sean Murphy Bunting has been one of the better players on an already stout defense this year. You had rookie Antoine Winfield Jr. slide into that slot corner position against the Broncos on Sunday and do it incredibly well. They had Jamel Dean move to the outside opposite of Carlton Davis, then had Antoine Winfield Jr. drop down to corner, brought in Mike Edwards to play safety. So it looks like the secondary, barring any other injuries, is pretty well equipped and talented enough to withstand the loss of Sean Murphy Bunting, at least for a little bit of time. But these hamstring injuries are tricky. We saw Mike Evans battle with one in week one against the New Orleans Saints. He was not 100%, looked much better in week two. But depending on the severity of these injuries, you could be looking at Chris Godwin and Sean Murphy Bunting missing some serious time. 
If you remember going back to the 2019 season, it was hamstring issues that knocked both Chris Godwin and Mike Evans out down the stretch at the end of the year where we saw Brashad Perryman emerge as the number one receiver of the Buccaneers. So not really sure what is going on down there in Tampa Bay regarding the conditioning or the training of these players, but these hamstring injuries continue to pop up throughout the roster, and it is becoming a serious problem. Not sure what they can do to help prevent these. Bruce Arians said earlier in the offseason that they were working the wide receivers too hard, which led to some of these hamstring injuries of Godwin Evans and Scotty Miller in 2019. Not sure if more rest days need to be incorporated there, but the Buccaneers training staff needs to get it figured out quickly because if you're having a lot of these players falling to hamstring injuries week after week after week, you have an incredibly talented roster that rapidly becomes depleted, and all of a sudden you're going from playoff contenders to a losing record because you are fielding off-the-street free agents and practice squad guys. So more word on the MRI results as they come out. I'm sure we will have an update on tomorrow's episode for you, but for now, expect both Chris Godwin and Sean Murphy bunting to be out this Sunday against the Chargers and maybe even further into the future. Coming up in just a moment, we are going to dive into more reaction of the victory over the Denver Broncos and get to one of your voicemails that someone was kind enough to send in. But first, we have to give a shout out to our friends over at rockauto.com. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and you got it, prices that you prefer. Those prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals as well as do-it-yourselfers. Why do you need to spend up to twice as much for the same parts? You don't, especially if you go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com It's a Tuesday edition here of the Locked On Bucks podcast, giving some more thoughts about the Buccaneers' victory over the Denver Broncos. But let's kick things off with a voicemail from someone right here in my hometown. Hey, guys. Jared from Dayton, Ohio here. Um, pumped up about the continuity and the chemistry that we showed we're building yesterday uh, on all levels, especially on the defensive side. Uh, seem to be clicking from the front to the back. Love what I'm seeing from them. Um, Three-score victory at Mile High Stadium. You really can't ask for much more. Uh, a little bit more discipline next time, maybe, sure, but you know, I think at the beginning of the season, we're working those kinks out. I appreciate you guys taking my call, and I appreciate what you do. 
Jared, thank you very much for the call. Much appreciated. Um, yeah, the defense has been absolutely fantastic. <clears throat> As of right now, through three weeks of the NFL season, I mean, the run defense is exactly what we expected it to be, and that's continuing to be one of the best in the NFL. Even last year during the defensive struggles, this run defense was still absolutely outstanding. But here are their NFL ranks right now through three weeks of the season. Total defense, fifth. Scoring defense, seventh. Rushing defense, third. Pass defense, 14th. Fifth in interception rate. Sixth in sack rate. 13th on third downs. And sixth in red zone defense. Those stats courtesy of good friend of the show, the godfather of the Locked On Bucks podcast, Mr. Greg Allman of The Athletic. And look, there were some upset people on Twitter yesterday uh, over a graphic that was shared regarding one of my quotes from Monday. A lot of Jameis Winston fans were not happy that I was talking about the turnovers being the difference. People pointing out that, you know, through the first three weeks last year, they had the same number of turnovers. Okay, yeah. I get it. The difference is it's the timely turnovers. It's the costly turnovers. It's the turnover differential, which I guess I should have been better about saying on yesterday's show. Yes, I was talking more about the offense, but in general, I was talking about turnovers for the entire team. The turnover differential through three games right now, the Buccaneers are at a plus one. Those batted balls from last year, those opportunities from last year where the Buccaneers were not taking the ball away, they are now taking the ball away. That's what we want to see. Yeah, it was great to have Tom Brady go out there. First game as a Buccaneer without turning the ball over. He had two bad interceptions against the Saints. He had a bad interception against the Carolina Panthers. No interceptions against the Denver Broncos. That's great. You love to see it. But through three games, the turnover differential for the Buccaneers is at a plus one. I expect that to continue to grow. They are tied with the Los Angeles Rams, the Detroit Lions, the Miami Dolphins in that respect. Not great company, but then you take a look at some of the teams that are at a plus two. You got the Steelers, the Saints, the Chiefs, Panthers, Falcons, 40, uh, nope, I'm sorry, 49ers, Colts, Packers, Browns, Seahawks, Patriots, Ravens, and Titans are all at plus three or higher. The Titans lead the NFL in a plus five, plus five turnover differential. And you look at some of the opportunities that the Buccaneers had. Levante David had one yesterday after he had already gotten one interception, had another one that slipped right through his hands. We had David talked about on Monday's episode. We had, you know, Antoine Winfield Jr. on the cusp of getting an interception. It gets batted away by his own teammate who didn't notice that it was Winfield Jr. that had the ball coming his way. Those are the things that I'm talking about when I'm saying the difference is the turnovers. Yes, the Buccaneers are not starting out four or five or six consecutive games, whatever it was, with a turnover on the opening drive. Those are killers. And yes, they were able to rally in some of those and come back and win, which is fantastic. It's fun. I get it. It's about getting 
better, and this is what I was stressing in yesterday's episode, it's about getting better week by week by week, but winning in the process. You went from turning the ball over and not getting any takeaways in week one to turning the ball over against the Panthers, but also getting some takeaways to winning the turnover battle without turning the ball over against the Denver Broncos. It's getting better week by week, but they're winning in the process. So yeah, you have a Buccaneers team now that they're tied with the Arizona Cardinals for fewest points allowed in the NFL, ranked at at number seven here, allowing 20.3 points per game. Mind you, number one is the Ravens, number two is the Chiefs, each of them play after I've recorded this, so they've only accounted for two games played each, which is going to play into the points allowed. You have the Colts, 15 points per game. The Niners, 15.3. Chargers, 19. Steelers, 19.3. And then the Bucks and Cardinals, again, allowing 20.3 points per game. You have the Buccaneers tied for third in the NFL in sacks, 12 sacks on the season. A lot of people talking about this Pittsburgh Steelers defense, the pressure they get on the quarterback. They have three more sacks than the Buccaneers, so one per game more than the Buccaneers so far in the 2020 season. You love to see stuff like this. And Bruce Arians was asked on Monday about what is allowing the defense to get after these opposing quarterbacks so easily. And Bruce said, quote, coverage, the front, and it's a bunch of different guys. Todd Bowles is doing a great job of putting players in position to get good matchups. Will Golston's got sacks. Vita's got sacks. Sue's got sacks. Both outside linebackers, inside linebackers, safeties have sacks. It's a matter of pick your poison. Who do you want to try and block? Because somebody is coming from somewhere. And if you watch the game against Denver, you will see guys flying all over the place. You got Antoine Winfield Jr. coming in from the side. You got Levante and Devin White both coming from the middle. You had Shaq all over the place. You had Jason Pierre-Paul all over the place. And opposing offensive lines are having problems with this. Bruce Arians was asked about this as well. I don't know if you'd notice offensive lines lining up differently just to try to contain Shaq Barrett and Jason Pierre-Paul. If you remember back to 2019, it wasn't until the second half of the year that we had both of these guys lining up together, and that created a lot of problems for opposing teams. You know, JPP and Shaq completely dominated the second half of the year when the defense really got cooking. Bruce Arians said, quote, not really. Shaq was getting some extra attention early. Then JPP came and the interior guys were getting some. We had so much interior pressure. They tried to single block Shaq a few times and he made them pay for it. He caught them on the bootleg and then Devin got a great push up the middle. Shaq followed him for the safety. Guys, we got to talk about Devin White. NFL leader in tackles, Devin White. This kid, I... It seems like every time we're talking about the defense, every time we're pointing out a specific player, whether it's Shaq, Winfield Jr., Carlton Davis, Devin White, we're talking about how absolutely phenomenal they are. 
Think about that. Think about how much talent this team has from the front to the back of the defense. It's it's astounding. Coming from the Mike Smith defenses where you were living on a wing and a prayer and you were having to put up 40 points a game because you knew the defense was going to give up 39. To look at the way this defense has evolved to look at the way that they are playing now under Todd Bowles in the second year of the system, getting more complex with their attack, with their blitzing. You got Antoine Winfield Jr. playing like he's a five-year vet that's been to four Pro Bowls and is a three-time All-Pro. Devin White is standing out more and more each week. He is all over the place. If there's a running back coming out of the backfield, Devin's got you. If you need a blitz up the middle from one of your linebackers, Devin's got you. If a tight end is going out and you need a linebacker to drop in coverage, Devin's got you. This guy flies to the football. I don't know if you guys saw it. I believe the Buccaneers account put it out on Instagram or Twitter or something. There was a mic'd up segment where after a tackle, Christian McCaffrey looked at Devin White and said, you know you're the best linebacker in the NFL, right? To Devin White, the guy who's teammates with Levante David, who's going down as one of the greatest defensive players in Buccaneers history. We talk about how underrated and overlooked he is. And Christian McCaffrey is looking Devin White dead straight in the eyes and saying, you know you're the best linebacker in the NFL, right? This kid is something special. He is something special, and it's got a lot of people that were screaming, don't draft a linebacker in the top five, kind of um, backpedaling a little bit because this kid is so good. Before we move on, of course, we have to give a shout-out to our good friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is absolutely perfect for the health-conscious person. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie Low sugar, high protein, high fiber, perfect for the keto diet. They're covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft. They're easy to chew. You got 12 classic flavors to choose from. Raspberry, coconut almond, banana bread, mint brownie, orange, toffee almond, or you have six new incredible flavors that you can add to your Built Bar arsenal Caramel brownie, cookies and cream, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, apple almond crisp, and cherry barcia. That cherry barcia, 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you are going to get $10 off your next order. Not your first order, your next order. Again, use promo code LOCKEDON. For $10 off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Wrapping things up here on a Tuesday edition of the Locked On Bucks podcast. A couple of final thoughts here before I let you go on your merry way. For as great as the defense is doing, the offense people are still a little skeptical about. They're still a little nervous about it. Not as high-powered as they thought it was going to be. It's not the explosiveness that we thought there was going to be. Look, this is a team that is averaging 334 yards per game on offense. That's down there. That is down there ahead of the Jets, Giants, 
the Washington football team, Denver Broncos, Houston Texans, Cincinnati Bengals, and Miami Dolphins. It is behind teams like the Eagles, the Vikings, the Jags, the Browns, the Lions, the Bears. It's not great. But they're averaging 27.3 points per game. It's pretty much middle of the road. You know, it's it's right behind the Colts, right ahead of the Tennessee Titans. You got the Packers averaging 40 points a game. Like, that offense is something insane. You got the Seattle Seahawks at 37 points per game. And that's because their defense can't stop a nosebleed. You know, they look like the the Buccaneers of 2019 where the offense just explodes week after week after week because the defense can't stop anybody, at least in the first half of the season for the Buccaneers. But look, when you're winning the turnover battle, when your defense is top five overall and pretty much, you know, top five, top ten in every other category, you don't need to be explosive. You don't need to be... High octane, high power. You know, this team's averaging about 92 rush yards a game, about 240 passing yards a game. They don't have to put up gaudy fantasy numbers to win games. That's what we're seeing. But it goes back to my original point from yesterday. It goes back to the point that I was saying in segment two. They're winning while they're getting better. We're seeing a week-by-week evolution of this team getting a little bit better on offense, a little bit better on defense, but they're winning games in the process. Isn't that what you want? Isn't that what you want to see? Yeah, the third quarter offensively through three weeks has been a problem for this Buccaneers team. It seems like the third quarter, they come out of the locker room from halftime, they let their foot off the gas, and then they try to to hammer the gas back down and the car just goes, huh? That's not what you want to see. Those are the things that need to be tightened up. They need to be cleaned up moving forward. But you're seeing them get better week by week. These aren't the struggles that we're seeing with teams like the Miami Dolphins or the Carolina Panthers or the Cincinnati Bengals with with Joe Burrow. The Giants and Jets, those two teams might have a coin flip because they're both going to go 0 and 16. Those are teams that are supposed to be rebuilding and getting better, and instead they are a dumpster fire week after week. In the Buccaneers situation where you have no offseason, you have no preseason, you have all these new players at key positions, you have an anchor on your offensive line that you just traded up in the first round to get and he doesn't get a mini camp. He doesn't get OTAs. He doesn't get acclimated to the speed of the NFL game via preseason games. And he's out there starting, doing a pretty good job, I might say. He's had some mistakes, but he's a rookie. I mean, it is what it is. But this is a team that is treating the beginning of this season as a preseason. And they are getting better. That's what we want out of this football team, isn't it? If I told you before the season started, hey, the Bucs are going to be going into the final game of the first quarter of the season. They're going to be 2-1, and one, and you will have seen the offense 
get better each week, and you will have seen the defense get better each week. Wouldn't you have taken that? Why does it matter how explosive the offense is? Why does it matter if they're putting up 28 points in a win against the Broncos instead of 42 points when the defense is giving up 10? There's no coach's poll. There's no strength of victory. You're not getting BCS bonus points for beating the ever-loving snot out of your opponent. You can win by one. You can win by 30. I don't care. Show me improvement every week on both sides of the ball. Notch another one in the W column and let's keep it moving. Right? Isn't that what we're here for? Think about the gradual progression through the season. If this team gets better every single week as they've shown that they are doing, by the time you get to week 17, theoretically, of course it never plays out this way, but theoretically, won't that be the best the team has been all year? Yeah, that's what I want. Hopefully that's what you want, but for now... My time has come. I have a Tampa Bay Lightning Stanley Cup final game six game to go watch and hope and pray that I don't have a heart attack from the anxiety and the stress induced by such a game. So with that, please check out everything David and I are doing over at BucksNation.com. Make sure you're following along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JayArco underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82, and at Bucks underscore nation should have a very special guest coming on tomorrow's episode not going to reveal who it is just in case something happens at the last minute there's some scheduling conflicts but should be a really fun exciting show to finish out our look at the broncos game and look ahead to week four against the Los San Diego Angeles Chargers. I will never use to calling them Los Angeles. They are forever the San Diego Chargers to me. And uh, yeah, should be a great time with our guests. So until then, please stay safe, stay healthy, wash your hands, be good to each other. And we thank you so much for joining us right here 